Well, ask and you shall receive. That certainly seems like the message for municipalities around BC, thanks to a bit of a windfall from the provincial government that could be coming their way. For more on this, we're joined now by Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi. Yes, a billion dollars. That's not a small amount of money for a lot of BC municipalities. And the Premier announced a fund on Friday, a community development fund, a growing communities fund, that's the official name, a billion dollars, and the provincial government, Simi, wants to sign the money over before March 31st. So municipalities out there better get their act together. They've got to come up with infrastructure projects that they need this money for and get the provincial share funded before March 31st. Okay, so every municipality will get something, right? That's right. The Premier said all 188 municipalities uh, that are out there will get something. The minimum, I think, is half a million dollars. He didn't say what the maximum is, but uh, some local councils and their uh, municipal managers have got a selling job ahead of them. The under this is all about getting the surplus, the budget surplus, out the door before the end of the fiscal year, so the money won't be used as the uh, New Democrats see it won't be wasted paying down the provincial debt. They want it spent, and they're looking really to the municipalities to come forward with a project. So, recreation centers, sewer lines, water lines. Essentially, municipal infrastructure projects that this provincial money will help finance. And if it's approved, the money has to go to them before March 31st. They don't have to, they don't have to build the sewer line by March 31st. They just have to say, this is how we're going to spend it. Sign in writing, agree to accountability. They get the money and they get it before the 31st of March. So can it be an existing wish list, perhaps, something that the municipality is already working on and saying, oh, now we can get the province to pay for it? Yeah, absolutely. And the whole idea is the province recognized a while back that, um, you know, even a municipality that wants to approve a new housing project, there are expenses associated with that. They might, you know, want to build a community center or feel they need one. Uh, Sewer lines is another big expenditure. Water service is another one. So it it's legitimate stuff and legitimate stuff that municipalities need to um, to to go ahead with the housing thing. So again, municipal leaders that are strategizing out there, their best selling line would be, "Hey, we are going to go ahead with expansion of housing for middle income families." And we're doing it in this neighborhood, but the sewer and the water lines aren't up to that. So what we want is to build a sewer line or a water line. And it's going to cost this many millions of dollars. And the province says, okay, you're doing the housing. We'll help pay for the infrastructure. Okay, so why do it this way then, Vaughn? Why do it like, okay, we got to get rid of this money? Well... It's an interesting discussion. So basically the way provincial budget law and accounting rules work is if there's surplus funding left over at the end of the fiscal year, that's March 31st, that goes to pay down the debt. There, the only way around that is if the province 
spends the money, and I mean it has to really spend it. It doesn't have to say we're going to do this down the road. It, that's not enough. It has to send the money out of its control. So some years ago, the B.C. Liberals did this. They set up a $250 million fund for First Nations to provide education grants, capacity building for their people. They handed the money off to an independent uh, agency controlled by First Nations, and that meant the money was gone. Money's still being spent, but it's off the provincial government books. And that tells you why simply they can't just do this and say, okay, well, we're going to start building, you know, we're going to do the Patello Bridge. We're going we're to prepay right. the Patello Bridge. The, account, the key to the accounting rule is the money must go out of provincial government control before the 31st of March. If somebody else, some other government entity, like a municipality, is spending the money down the road, that's fine. The province can't take it back, and the province made some conditions, like has to be audited, or you have to show you actually built the sewer line, or so forth. Okay, that makes more sense then. So they have yeah. to get it off their books, period. Yeah, and, you know, I, we've heard suggestions. Well, for example, how can, why can't they set up a fund to recruit foreign doctors? Or why can't they, send a, why can't they prepay the Patello Bridge? Well, the answer on that is that's not really spending the money before March 31st. That is, the province is still involved after the date. The province is still spending the money after the date. So we've been talking over here in Victoria, like, what would qualify? One of the things that we were thinking of, First Nations is a good example. A First Nations foundation that controlled the money for whatever purpose the provincial government said, that's what you should spend it on, and they agree, that would be legitimate if you set that up before March 31st. Another example would be uh, a research, uh, medical scientific research fund controlled by a separate foundation that's outside the government. That would be another example. Because, Simi, <laughs> there's still money left in the kitty here. The, the surplus was $5.7 billion. Based on what we've seen before, as of Friday, there's still 3 or $4 billion out there waiting to be spent before March 31st. So you can expect we're going to see more of these before the 31st. David Eby has made it very clear that he wants to use this money to, for, to further his agenda of housing development, uh, making health care more affordable, uh, making the economy more sustainable, and public safety, but it has to be done within the confines of those accounting rules, which may sound a bit arcane. They're not arcane when it's the difference between being able to spend a billion dollars and not being able to spend a billion dollars. Right. Okay. So that press conference was really interesting, too, because yeah. there were a bunch of other topics that came up, weren't there? Yeah, there were a bunch of other topics. He got asked about this thing that uh, we talked about uh, on your show 10 days ago or so, which is this strange standoff at the Cowichan yeah. uh, District Hospital. So the government is spending billion and a half dollars building a new hospital in Cowichan. It's on the traditional territory of the Cowichan tribes. 
companies owned by the Cowichan tribes have been complaining they can't work on the project because it's governed by one of these union-favoring agreements that the NDP has. And their workforce, the Cowichan tribes' workforce, don't belong to those unions. And they don't think their members or their workers should be forced to join a union just to work on a project on their own territory. So this has been festering since last fall. Eby was asked about it on Friday, and he said, oh, we've sorted that all out. We've, we've worked it out. They, the contractors will be able to work there. Well, uh, if the health minister said that in the House last week, too. Well, the lead contractor on this guy named John Coleman, he's a Cowichan Tribes member, owns his own construction company, says he was denied the opportunity, was kicked off the site last fall because his workers, who are all members of the Cowichan Tribe, weren't going to join the union. And he says it's still the case. He's seen nothing in writing indicating that the New Democrats have changed their position on this. So there's a lot of clarification still to go on this, Simi. Uh, I don't blame Coleman, who's been waiting since last fall, put up a picket line to protest this at one point, was told, take down your picket line and we'll sort it out, took down the picket line, and here we are three months later, he still doesn't have it in writing that his company can work on his territory building the hospital. Hmm. All right. We'll be talking more about that one. Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Simi.